This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds. Well, without the computers. Talking about the Philadelphia Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo, it is another edition of the High Hopes Podcast. It is a Sunday morning, and uh, Jack Fritz and I just said, screw it. We're just going to record High Hopes, because why the hell not, right, Fritzy? Yeah, well, we literally have not stopped talking for the last, I think, well, we started recording the Facebook uh, Go Birds pod thing at 10.05, and we're just going straight into that, into baseball, because honestly, no one cares about football. Who cares about Eagle Saints today? All I've thought about for the last week is how are they going to trade Carlos Santana? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't even think about anything else in sports right now other than the Phillies offseason, because it is so important. It, I wake up every day. I try not to think about it too much because I don't want to be shook for the rest of the day because it's a very scary proposition about, you know, if they strike out on people. It's a lot, a lot of uh, – a lot could go wrong, Jack. A lot could – definitely a lot could go wrong. But um, it's, a, it's, it's been a little quiet on the hot soap except for John Middleton wanting to get stupid. Let's get stupid, Fritzy! I, uh, that yeah. was the highlight of my offseason so far. Was it? Are you sure? Yeah. You I don't, don't like, like it. I don't like it. Why not? Because I don't want him to be stupid. He's uh, come on. Like, I don't. They're I, not want, gonna I want him be to be stupid. I don't want him to overpay for the. I, oh, listen. I do. Just overpay. Just but get him. It's dumb. Like I. I don't want him. I don't want him getting too much into the. I'm going to pay for everyone. Like oh, here's six years, one twenty five for Patrick Corbin, or and just start right. Or, I agree. Or you don't want Craig Kimbrell and just start overpaying for Andrew Miller. Go get Andrew Miller with his knees and all that stuff. Like there's a part of me that in like where I'm very happy. I'm like. F yes, John Middleton, go buy everyone. But there's a part of me where it's like, I don't like owners getting too involved. And I understand he wants to be Steinbrenner of the South, but please, for the love of God, don't, don't do the A-Rod contract where you're paying $100 million more than your next, next competitor. Right. You don't want him to give away money that he doesn't have to or set a precedent that doesn't need to be set. I agree with you. But at the same time, I am all for John Middleton wanting to spend money. And that quote just says, hey... I'm not effing around. Like, I'm coming into this free agent market, and I got money to spend, and I have no problem spending it. So I, I think it's a good thing, ultimately. I know what you're saying, and the, the you want to be tentative. You don't want to, you know, like you said, the A-Rod contract was, was a piss-poor contract. It was not— Well, a, it's not that it was a piss-poor contract. He was probably worth it, but they paid $100 million more, more than, than the Braves. More than they needed to for that reason. I agree. So you don't want them bidding against yourself, especially when you hear— you know, the market's shaking out the way it seems to, where basically everyone is, I mean, the quotes about, like, I'd be stunned if Bryce Harper wasn't a Philly. Bank on it. I mean, like, it is, um, it's getting to the point where the messaging to the fan base, and not necessarily from Middleton, but just from the media, it's getting to the point where before we all want, now it's like, you have to sign Bryce Harper. Like, 
This fan base is going to lose their minds if yeah. after getting told Bryce Harper's coming here, he doesn't sum up. And I think he's coming here. Don't get me wrong. So I don't do believe I. all that. But, I mean, they've kind of backed themselves into a corner from that perspective, at least with all this talk. Well, and I think Boris is leaking this on purpose. I think he's, I think he's leaking uh, Bryce Harper to the Phillies bank on it because now Middleton has to get him. He's forcing Middleton into a corner. Because if Middleton doesn't get him, then, then the high hope spot is losing their minds. Yes. And he cannot lose the I hope spot. No, once you lose the I hope spot, it's all over. It is over. You got nothing so, else. So it's the, it's the most important pot. It's 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 really interesting how they, they keep on with this whole Phillies thing. Like everyone in the media, every rival executive thinks that, that the Phillies it's because John Middleton is desperate. And and they come out and I think it was Kylie McDaniel of Fangraphs was like this was the owner everyone was talking about last offseason about him being desperate. Like the word with John Middleton is that he's desperate, which is Good. It's also terrifying. <laughs> I don't like. I don't like the idea of desperation. It's not. It's not my cup of tea with an with an owner. I agree. Like, we, listen. I understand. Um, I think. I think Jeff Lurie has thrown off our scent with the whole owners thing because Jeff Lurie got involved and the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. That's traditionally not how it goes. I agree. Steinbrenner would have blown up the Yankees if he wasn't in jail in the mid nineties, probably. Right? Am I wrong there? Very likely, yeah. If he would have traded Jeter, Mariano, and they don't have the core they have now. Sure. He would have traded Judge Severino and, and Gary Sanchez for Cole Hamels in 2012. Probably. So I just I, – the word, the word desperation I don't love, but it's probably a good thing because they're going to pay $400 well, million for Well, that's the Bryce thing. Harper. It's like – It I, feels like $400 million, doesn't it? It feels like $400 million. Yeah. I'm okay with that, though. It's I a get... good thing, ultimately. It's just – it's like the Jimmy Butler thing. Like, it's not a slam dunk. Obviously, he's an amazing player, but you're still paying him five years, 190 after this, yeah. which, is, which is mildly terrifying. We're going to pay Bryce Harper $400 million, but desperation owner screams of, let's get Craig Kimball. Let's go. Th- Listen, James, tell me one time, tell me one time that spending all your money in the offseason has worked out. Look at the Marlins well, the a couple Mar- years ago. The, well, no, the original Marlins is the only time it's worked. Right, but the Marlins a couple years ago with Heath Bell, Jose the, Reyes. The, the, the Darren Dalton, Bobby Bonilla, was the, Jim okay. Leland-led Mar- I mean, that's the old, uh, but that's the example, right? I mean, and it's a different time in baseball. Okay. You know, it was 1997. I Last mean, it's a very different world. Six years? Yeah, it hasn't. It doesn't happen. The Padres, often. when they went in, they got Matt Kemp, they got Craig Kimbrell, they got all these guys. Didn't work. Didn't work. Marlins got Jose Reyes, Heath Bell. Uh, who else was a part of that? They just went all in on trying to build the Marlins up. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. And then, and then, like a, at the trade deadline, they're all Toronto Blue Jays. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it's just something I don't. I don't love just buying everyone in free agency. I feel like it's a little bit of a different situation than those ones you just mentioned. I mean, both the Marlins and the Padres were coming from being atrocious franchises and trying to say, all right, well, we're going to turn it all around in one offseason. At least the Phillies have been gearing up for this offseason to be the offseason that they make a splash. And that has been their organizational structure prior to that. Like they have tried to be ready to spend money now, both from a financial perspective with the way the roster is constructed, but also from a talent perspective and from a youth perspective and all that. So I'm not, I get what you're saying. I'm not as worried about those type of, you know, comparable situations. And I don't think it's, I don't think it's going to be like that for the record. Like, I don't think it's going to be as catastrophic as that because Bryce Harper is so good. And, uh, and again, like I have no problem overpaying for Bryce Harper. Like, Nor I th- should you. I think. I think again, he might be the best free agent in the history of baseball in terms of age, accomplishment on the market. Like, Bonds? 
Except for Bonds. Yeah, Bonds is a good point. But uh, Bonds was also older when he went on the market. But correct. still. But correct. Ter- but, and also, you can't really compare. Like, Bonds, in hindsight, definitely was. Like, there's no question because he ended up being the greatest player in the history of the sport afterwards. But at the moment they were a free agent, I don't know if Bonds was a much better free agent than Harper is considering accomplishments in age at the time they become a free agent. Well, if you know what I mean. I wouldn't remember because I was probably not even born Thanks. Yet. I was old. I mean, I was like, I was a like cognizant. I was in double digit ages. But Wow. Yeah. Hate to see it. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I have no problem overpaying for Bryce Harper. Like, if, 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 that's, if that's what Middleton's talking about, Do it. I am perfectly fine. Like, that is not you my problem. You worry about the Kimbrels. You worry about giving Corbin 25 million a year, 30 million a year. The Millers. Like, I get it. I would it. like Andrew Miller, but I'm not overpaying for Andrew I get Miller. It. I so, get it. So that's just for the record before anyone gets And mad. what I will say, though, is like at least the, the Phillies have put themselves in a financial position where – they could afford to miss or to overpay oh, a little bit. For sure. Like they have, they have some real leeway from a financial perspective. But I, I, I do understand what you're saying. You want them to be fiscally intelligent about how they go about this right. stuff, or like going and getting, going and getting Keiko. I don't want Keiko. Yeah, I have no interest. We're in on the same page on that. Thirty year old that throws eighty eight. Yeah. eventually is going to fall. I, I, I think he could age okay just because of the deception and the ability to make people miss with without. Velocity, but I agree. I'm not. I'm not a huge Keiko guy. Right. It I'd, reeks of area. I'd rather they pay Corbin than they pay Keiko for what it's worth. I would rather they do that as well, but I, I would much prefer Morton and Hap. We've discussed this. I love Charlie Morton. That's my guy. He's Charlie. gonna be a Philly. I like to call him Charlie Morton. Charlie. Charlie. Okay. I think he's gonna be a Philly. I'm gonna call him Charlie. Okay. Okay. How much? How, how much longer on this podcast are you gonna call him Charlie? Well, every time we talk, I'm saying from now forward, when he's a Philly, the high hopes I will call him. Charlie Morton. You know my favorite. Charlie Morton. You know my favorite part about if they sign Charlie Morton is that someone who hasn't watched him since he tore his hamstring is going to be that like that guy. That guy. They re-signed that guy. They brought back Morton. Oh, that guy was terrible here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know why you did a Boston accent. Though. I don't know. I was kind of. I was, it wasn't good. It was, that guy was. I'm not good at accents, Jack. Catesville. I can do Catesville. 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 Yeah, he freaking Morton stinks. <laughs> that Mort. That Morton guy. He ain't good. Right. So I think it's me back to. I would. If I if I had my my druthers, I think that works here. Honestly, it does. Sometimes I just that say is... big words because it sounds smart. It's not really a big word, but you use yeah, it but correctly. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting word. You used it correctly. Thank you. If, if I, I had, had my, my druthers, if I had my druthers, I would rather Hat Morton on a two year deal, not both of them, like one or the other, Hat Morton on a two year deal, than I would paying Keiko, um, Corbin. That's about it. I got gotcha. you. That good use of druthers. That's exactly you. how you'd use it. I usually get them wrong. I usually don't know how to use words. That time you used it right. <laughs> Pretty proud of you, buddy. Um, I agree with you on that. Look, the Harper front, you overpay him. I don't care. Uh, Machado, overpay him if you need him. But um, I, I think I think the idea of, and I think it's interesting that you interpret those quotes that from Middleton as as more worry than as positive. And I go the other way, just saying, "Yeah, get stupid, baby." So it is really interesting the kind of difference we had with those kind of quotes and how you felt about it, but. I think ultimately that we both agree we don't want them to spend stupidly, but spend a lot. Yeah, spend whatever it takes. But, like, again, don't be done with it. Don't be done with it because it's just – I understand you have all the money in the world right now. Yeah, I understand that. But eventually the money is going to be used up, and I would rather it not be in bad contracts. Right, and I get that. But I do think that with Harper and Machado especially, like we've talked about, I think they are so unique with their age and whatnot that – well, I would, here's another thing: is that I would I would rather I would rather it not be Middleton getting super involved, and rather it be hey Matt, whatever it takes, 
Like, I don't want Middleton. Right, I got it. You don't want Middleton Middleton making the decisions. You want Middleton su- financially supporting the decisions. Right. I want Clemson to make the smart decisions and, and Middleton to fund it. And again, if you're going to pay whatever it takes, right, then, then don't bitch about the luxury tax in a couple of years. Like if well, of it, course, yeah. Don't be the Dodgers. Don't be the. We can't make moves. Sorry, we're, we're we got to stay. We made it under. We got to stay under. Sorry, like none of that. Right. I'm very with you on that. Okay, do not complain about the luxury tax. Hundred percent agree. Uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna pay seven hundred million for two free agents, don't bitch about the luxury. And tax. shout out to baseball for making the luxury tax punitive enough that it is an actual thing. Like it's it, a salary cap. It's a real. It, it is. It's a soft salary cap, and it and it's working at least to a certain level. Are we sure it's a good thing though? Like, is it good that the Yankees aren't spending? Yeah. Is it good that the Dodgers aren't spending? Uh, look, yeah, I think in this yeah, case, I, just, I hate parody. I don't want parody. <laughs> I don't want parody. Why I hate not? parody. No one actually wants parody. I disagree with that. Come I think on, there's who some wants to watch like a Rockies Brewers NLCS? Like that's I not do. fun. It's fun. It's oh, different. Get out. Give me the Brewers. In the no, World Yankees sucks all day. <sighs> I get what you're saying, but they're going to be the good Yankees anyway. are paying fifty percent of luxury tax. Is that good? Sure. Force them to pay. They can afford it. But then it's going to the... I don't know. Whatever. I'm fine with it. I, I'm fine with it. I, I don't need to see the Yankees be the best team in baseball every single year. I don't. Well, they're not because they lost this year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to, the, to a team with an actual high uh, payroll. Yeah, another one. High payrolls versus yes. high payrolls. Love it. That's, that's baseball. Not if you're Bob Melvin. Not if you're Kevin Cash, Jack Fritz. But I want that to be my Phillies. Yeah, well, I, well, and we're heading there, so... We are getting there. They are very close to being that They're way. about to, to spend. Um, all right, uh, we're going to get to Carlos Santana trades in a sec, but before we wrap up just this Middleton spending dog, where are you at right now in terms of, of your new guess on targets? You said the hat more thing. What do you think, if you had to bet right now, free agents that the Phillies come away with right now, where, where are you at? Because I know this is a constantly changing process. Uh, the other day, the other day, Sidemen laid out the Moustakis case, which I, I just got no interest in Moustakis. You're not a Moustakis guy. We've, mm-hmm. we've argued about this. 315 I, OBP career. I'm on Moustakis. I liked him in the spot last year, but meh. Yeah. Uh, if I had a, a read on, on free agents. I think they're getting Harper and Corbin. Really? You think I they're do. getting Corbin? I do. That's yeah, what I I'm feeling right I now. I think he's going to be a Yankee. I hope. Look, I, I'm with you. I would love to have Corbin here, but if the numbers get too high, I'm fine with them bailing out. But if I were betting right now, I think they're, I think they're getting two big names as free agents. Outside trades, I think they're getting Harper and they're getting somebody else. I it's hope the way it feels. I right hope now. the other guy is not um, Kimbrel. Harper and Machado, let's roll. I think let's so, roll. I think they have a lot of interest in Andrew Miller. I would not be surprised if they brought in Andrew Miller, um, which I'm fine with. I've said many I'm times. Mostly fine with. Uh, I think he's obviously great. And he's I, on the back end. And I think that uh, they want him so much because he will um, take the ball whenever you need him to take the ball. Agreed. And, and Gabe needs a guy. Like, Sir Anthony did it in a, in a pinch last year, but I don't think that's how they want to use Sir Anthony. I think they want to use him as a as a fireman, in a sense. And Andrew Miller is a guy that can pitch six, seven, eight. It doesn't matter. Uh, I think they like the idea of that guy. The thing that stinks is that I'm not sure he's still that guy. Like, he barely pitched last year. Yeah, he was hurt a lot. He pitched. He had a bunch of knee injuries. Like, I just... I would. I like the idea of Andrew Miller more than I, than Andrew Miller, Himself. the actual pitcher now, and I worry that he's another broken down guy they bring in. But I think that they're, they're going to pay like he's not a broken right. down guy. A guy who I'm starting to really, really like as a as a like I think Franco's gone. There's Salisbury came out last week right after we did the podcast, and you and I both had separate Michael Franco to the Padres trade. Like it was literally like we posted the podcast, and an hour later Salisbury had. Well, I think Franco could go to the Padres. It's like. 
We just said that. Right. And Franco. And Jim, the, are you stealing our. Right. No, uh, no, Jim? no, 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 um, no, no, no. And supposedly, supposedly, uh, Franco knows he's getting traded too. Like, that's what, that was part of the Salisbury thing, was Franco knows he's gone. Mm-hmm. Like, he won't be here next year. Uh, Santana, like, I'm not sure they're going to trade him. I know that the, the Rosenthal thing shopping the hell out of him, whatever. Um, I don't think you can go into next season expecting Carlos Santana, if he's still here. I don't think you can expect him to be your everyday third baseman. No question. No question about it, right. Yeah. I think Franco's gone. I'm signing Josh Donaldson to a one-year deal. I, dude, I said that to you last, like, before, during the season last year. I was like, I love the idea of Donaldson or Beltre, one of those two guys, as a stopgap third baseman for a couple of years, a year or two. Yeah, I mean, Donaldson, if you're Josh Donaldson and you're heading into this market, all this money's being spent, why would you take, a, why would you take like, a three-year, $25 million deal when you could just take a one-year, prove it, five One year, no, it would be more than that. It would be like one year, $14 million one or year, something whatever. like that. Whatever I agree with you, though. No, I think it's a really smart call. That's what I would do if I were Josh And then Johnson. head into free agency next year, and you're automatically top of the class with Nolan Arenado and, and Anthony Rendon and whatever. So Donaldson, listen, he had a bad year last year. But if you watch Josh Donaldson with the Indians, you saw glimpses of him. Obviously, I don't think he's going to be the same guy. If he can bat 270 with 25 homers, it's it's kind of Franco-ish, but he'll get on base more. Like he's still even last year when he had a down year, he's still he's still on base all the time. And the bats the bat speed was starting to come around towards the end of his Indian stint. And the glove is still a glove. He still has a good glove. He's really good glove. He had dead arm at the beginning of last year, so I, I'm not gonna. Like, I'm kind of throwing out the beginning of last year and looking at what he did with the Indians. And I would like it on a one year deal if you can, if you can get a stopgap. And the next year, if he plays great, signs to a cheap three year deal or uh, not cheap, but a, a good three year deal or has an okay year, moves on, whatever, then you move for Rendon or Arenado. I'm in on that idea. Yeah, I am too. Again, Donaldson Or his... J.D. Davis is here. Yeah, well, obviously. There it is. Donaldson in his there. 30s, so, you know, I, I think there is the chance that I guess he could try and get a two- or three-year deal over a one-year deal if he has the opportunity, but I'm, I'm incredibly with you. I love that idea, I think. I like taking a shot on talent for a year, a guy who's proven it shown it and like, again he might be done he might be he might be done eventually guys be. fall off a cliff but he listen no matter what no matter what josh Donaldson, you know is going to get on base and you know the phillies love that idea yeah and he's gonna come in he's gonna play hard and uh you know it's the same reason i i liked adrian beltre and donaldson probably a little bit better at this point though beltre was better last year and and even though he's 500 years old finds a way to keep producing when he is on the field um i like the idea all right fritzy lay him on me Santana, it time? Time. it's on. time. One thing, real quick. You got one more thing on Donaldson. I, the computer is moving slow, so that's on. It's on the computer. It's not on me. Please don't blame me. Uh, yeah, it's your fault. <laughs> Donaldson with Cleveland last year in 14 games started, batted 280 with a 400 OEP and three homers. Pretty good. I'd take that. I'd take that in a heartbeat. Yeah, no question. All right, so I got a bunch of Santana trades for you. Lay them on me. Uh, first one I got is Carlos Santana, and you pay five million a year. So you're taking the contract down to around twenty million, two years, twenty million, so ten million a year. So it comes down to no. Well, he's only got thirty-five million left. I think he's getting fifteen. I think he's getting fifteen. Whatever it takes it to around two okay. years, twenty-two. That's million. fine. Gotcha. Okay. To the Yankees for Jonathan Loizaga. Loizaga. Johnny Lasagna. Yeah. Good young starter. I like him more than I like Eflin and Velasquez. See, Not more than Pavel. I don't. I don't know. I would give you a, a meh on that one. I I only saw Loizaga pitch twice. One time he looked really good. The other time he looked really bad. So I don't really know enough about Loizaga to to. I'll trust your opinion of the pitcher, but 
seems like you're not getting rid of enough contract for the type of talent you're bringing in. Okay. Carlos Santana. And I don't think you're going to have to pay any of the contract, but you may have to pay like $3 million a year, bring it down a little bit, to the Astros for Francis Martez. So Francis Martez, number one overall prospect for the Astros before the 2016 season, had a disappointing 2017 season, is going to be out for all of this season, all of 2019 with Tommy John surgery. But if you look at the trade deadline last year, they tried to offer up uh, Martez for Avisel Garcia, so it seems like he's available. Um, I get it. It's the type of shot you take. I'd do it if I didn't have to pay any of Santana's contract, I guess, but it does feel a little light. For giving away a player of Santana's caliber, you're and they not need really him. getting much back, like especially the, now you're not getting any help now. So if you're the Astros, you should probably get Carlos Santana because you're gonna because first off he's the best first baseman on the market, free agency and trade wise. Mm-hmm. But after Gold, Goldschmidt, if Goldschmidt actually gets traded, if he's really on the market, and that's what's so frustrating about anytime you bring up Carlos Santana with these trade ideas is that people think he's not worth anything. Yep. Listen, Carlos Santana was on base more than he struck out last year. Like he walked more than he struck out. That's yep. valuable in today's game. Uh, I understand. Like he's gonna pop twenty five homers. And if you look, if you look after the first two months, he was very good for four months. Like you can't even argue it. I agree. So he's gonna have value in the trade market. And the, if the Phillies pay down the contract, if I'm if I'm in a Carlos Santana trade and I'm evaluating what I can get for Carlos Santana, I want the Phillies. My ID, my ideal scenario for the Phillies is to pay some of the contract and get back a former great prospect. That's what I want them to do. Mm-hmm. Like so, so getting back a Francis Martez. And maybe, hey, Francis Martez and J.D. Davis. And he pays. <laughs> I know I know everyone risking for the J.D. Davis thing. I still want him here. I don't care. I think he's a, I think he's a cheap upside. You I, get- I get it. I just, here's my, I, like, so then are you are you supplementing Santana with free agent signings? Like, what are you doing to? Well, you're moving Hoskins back to first base. Well, obviously. But I'm then- saying you're signing Harper. Are you saying, so that's, this is in a case where you would have to sign a Donaldson yes. or a Belcher or do something or like Moustakis that. Or Moustakis or whatever. Right. You ha- so your, your point is. Because I'm just trying to... Uh, um, Again, I'm not saying I want to trade Santana, but the fact that Rosenthal comes out and says they're, they're shopping, shopping the hell out of them, it makes me start thinking about Santana right. deals. Yes. I'm just I don't want to give them away. Okay. Well, that's my point. I don't either. And I, I feel like these are like slightly light in terms of what... But again, I get it. There, There is upside to the idea of it. I just worry about... I worry about it impacting the team now for something where there isn't a lot of this team's trying to win. Like this is not a team that is should be trading away assets that and again I get the fit part of it and if you're signing someone else and stuff, but like that's my one worry is I don't want to trade away players who can help me win now for uh who knows what's gonna happen in three years type of player right now. Right. Okay. Santana Santana I see one of those trades that I'm 100% in on. We'll get to it. Go ahead. Okay. Jack just wrote a bunch out on a piece of paper. I'm going to like one. I don't know about the other. The third isn't finished. Santana Santana and Vince Velasquez for John Gray. Yes, yes, a million times yes. Can we do it right now? Get Dan, is it Dan O'Dowd? So get Dan, is it Dan O'Dowd? Get know. Dan O'Dowd on the phone. And if it's not the general manager anymore, then get him in touch with whoever is the general manager. Yes. Can I get? Can I, is that a emphatic enough? Yes, I love it. And and here's the here's, John Gray's the exact type of guy to go get. And in here's this type of deal. Here's the case for John Gray. Bad year last year. Um, maybe a, he's getting hurt by Coors Field. They need a first. No question about it. 
They need a first baseman. Uh, Ian Desmond's not the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Santana can, especially since they're tr- they're still trying to win. Like Santana they have thirty five home runs in course. Right. They have Arenado for one more year. They're probably gonna they're gonna try to resign. And they have Blackman. They have Le- well Lemayhu's gonna be gone. So Brandon Rogers is probably gonna come up. And they have young pitchers now. Like they well, got like other Kyle guys. Freeland's I amazing. know Kyle Freeland's good. Herman Marquez is terrific. Yeah, he's great. Like he's nasty. He's a legitimately good pitcher. John Gray is not the guy. Like John Gray is so talented, and it just. Um, I feel like Coors has gotten him a little bit. He struggles with control at times, but, I mean, I will always take a bet on that type of talent, and I love that trade. I love, 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 love that trade. And I think worst-case scenario worst case scenario with John Gray is he can fill an Archie Bradley kind of type. Yeah, worst case. Oh, he's absolu- he could absolutely be a, a fireman-type guy in the pen, for sure. Agreed. Okay. I don't totally— it's my favorite one yet. Thank you. I, I was I was proud of that one. It's Honestly, a really good one. I, I I that was workshopped with the help of uh, I think Giulio, Angelina, and Sidman. It's good work. You I got, sent you all got, my Santana traits. Look at you. Yeah. we just got a little group of baseball guys. I get so bored, uh, dude. I, I I cannot understate how bored I get here on Fridays, on Thursdays, and Mondays because I just press buttons. So I just do Santana trades the whole mm-hmm. time, and this is what I came up with. I don't know how this trade works, to be honest with you, but okay. it's, it's the one that I want to do the most. I love how many Santana. You are something else, but keep going. Don't care. I know. I love you. Um, I think the I think our audience appreciates. This it. is the one that I want to happen the most. I'm I, I'm just wondering if it, how many Santana trades there are because I do have to go do an event in the near future. And I does just that event even matter? <laughs> We're talking about Santana trades. All right, what's next? Mfer. Anyway, Santana, and I will I'll pay I'll I will pay five million dollars this contract. I don't care. Whatever it takes. Santana for Clint Frazier. Um, all right. So I loved Clint Frazier in Cleveland. I thought he was a – I mean, he's got such a quick bat. And he's, oh, I'm a sucker for quick hands. Yeah, me too. Um, he hasn't done a lot since. Well, he's got concussions issues. Yeah. I worry about that. You need more, don't you? You're just saying straight up, you take the contract, we'll take Clint Frazier? So you, you think the Yankees say no to this? Or you think, think the Phillies say no to this? I think the Phillies say no to this. Really? I don't. It depends where Frazier's at. Like I, the last I heard was the concussion things. He hasn't done anything in a while. Yeah. I worry about Clint Frazier. Look, Clint Frazier from three years ago. Well, you're I not think getting the it for Carlos say, Yes, exactly. The Yankees say no to it's that. Like you're not getting you're not getting Jimmy Butler for Dario Sarge and Robert Covington. I agree. Is is a kind of upside play that you have? Yeah. Uh, I'd consider it. I need to know more about where Frazier's at. I like Clint Frazier more than most. I just feel, again, it gets back to the I I want to help my team now. Do the Yankees? My question is, do the Yankees need him? No. Well, if you're the Yankees, right, do you really trust Luke Voigt for 162? I mean, I don't know. You definitely know. don't trust Greg Bird. No, but I mean, for, you think Frazier's going to be a first baseman? No, no, no I'm, talking about, I'm talking about, I'm trying to analyze a Yankees fit for Santana. Oh, I got you. Yeah, he makes sense there. Sort uh, of. A lot of Yankees fans don't feel that way. The well, first, here's the, the thing with the Voight. Like, I, like, out I you, mean, the problem is, like, they got to give Voight a shot, right? Like, yes, 100%. I mean, what that dude did, I mean, how do you just say, eh, it was just a hot run? And it probably was. But, like, yeah. he, I mean, you got you to give him a chance. To, I mean, Yankees fans would probably riot if they didn't. I mean, he's probably all their favorite player these days. Right. And Santana can obviously DH if you need him to. Yeah. Um, and the, the first trade I did lay out for you was from a Yankees blog, so it seems like there may be some interest there. Oh, that's interesting. Get a little wise to get trade. Huh. I mean, I don't... I don't give me give me Frazier and Loisega. I'll do it. Okay. I don't think they would do that. I don't think so. Either. I would love to find a way to get Clint Frazier here. I, this is what I'm talking about. I want upside trades. I, and that's, that's I fair. I get it. Santana for Byron Buxton. Yeah, I'd probably do that. The Twins need him. Uh, Mauer just got... Mauer just retired. Joe Mauer, Hall of Famer? 
Um, probably. I, it's one of those things where he probably is. I he never. It's tough because I like to I like to feel like when I watch a player play his whole career that I I watch him and go like, oh, that dude is a Hall of Famer, and I felt like that with Maurer at times, but not. It just like the last, the second half of his career was so such a bummer with the concussions and the injuries and the. He's the numbers say he's probably a Hall of Famer, so I'll okay. say yes. Okay, Byron Buxton taking a shot on that upside. Yeah, he's no matter what he's. I mean, one this of the, is a guy who was legit the number one prospect in all of baseball for multiple years. Yes. I mean, Byron Buxton, from a pure skills perspective, is. Everything you want. Yep. Another concussions guy and can't put on the field, injuries, all that type of stuff. It's just no consistency. But and yes. we're not sure he's good. Yeah, but Byron Buxton, that type of upside, that type of talent, and defensively, he's already a – I mean, worst case scenario is a great defensive replacement for you, but yeah, obviously it's not what you're looking for. But I think Byron Buxton, the type of guy I would probably take that shot on. There's so much upside there. Yeah, and uh, worst, worst case scenario is that he's an elite defensive player. Yeah, that's what I just said. Yeah, worst case scenario, he's an elite defensive player for Like you. a Jackie Bradley Jr. Yeah, like, like one of the best center fielders in baseball type of defensive player. And I guess this will be the last one, the last one that kind of intrigues me because um, they seem like a fit for Carlos Santana is the White Sox. And originally I laid out the case for Santana for Yomankata, but I don't think they would do it. There's no chance they would do it. Are we sure Yomankata's good? No, Strikes but... Strikes out all the time. Yeah, but but okay. but he's also he also could be a 30-30 guy tomorrow if he puts together. Okay, so no. I like Yomankata. So do I. I. I just don't think they would. I, 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 I get it. I don't think they would, think they would. Yeah. So, Santana for Lucas Giolito. Oh, wow. I mean, I'd do it. Yeah, I think Lucas Giolito might stink. But he might. There's also But he had stretches last year. He looks like the kind of guy if someone can get the right pitching coach or the right guy to get through. Chris him, Young? The Chris Young. Oh, we didn't talk about that. Yeah, we, we should talk about that. Okay, so that was the last trade. Yeah. I would do it. Um okay. I don't know if I would do it. I it's a close one. I don't I, I'm nervous about Giolito too, but the flash is there and, and there's upside. I probably wouldn't do it. I think I'm lying, but I I'd think about okay. doing the Giolito. Uh, real quick before we get out of here, um, we heaped a lot of praise on Rick Kranitz this yes, year. Yes, we did. And this is a bit of a surprise. Rick Kranitz, out! Yes. And it's Chris Young. And, I mean, the, the takeaway that we both had was like, oh, I guess it was just Chris Young all the time who did everything and was the, the guy they didn't want to lose. But what's your kind well, of feel on this? I would thing? say that Chris Young was definitely the guy they didn't want to lose because, um, I mean, he was getting offers to be a pitching coach on other teams. And the Phillies said, we'd rather have you than Rick Kranitz. So they chose Chris Young. They went... What they what they continue to do at every single level is take away guys with experience and replace them with guys who are younger, innovative, and can 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 talk analytics with young players. Which I think that's mostly fine. I still want some experience somewhere. Me too. Like to have a to have a whole organization that doesn't really play major league baseball and is only relying on the numbers and that kind of stuff. Mildly terrifying. Um, <laughs> I, obviously, I love the numbers, all that stuff. But um, and I love. Listen, I will always choose young and innovative over old and cranky. Me too. Um, but I like the job that Kranz did last year. Also, fire Pat Neshek into the sun. Again, comes out and says like, "We're gonna really miss Rick Kranitz." I, I can't stand. I Pat Neshek. Pat Neshek for JD Davis. Do it tomorrow. Get Pat Neshek. Pat Neshek for I don't I know him. like uh, I absolutely hate Pat Neshek. He doesn't take the ball when. How about when that? I got a, I got a good one. Pat Neshek and uh, Tom McCarthy for Steve Berthium. Who says no? I like it. 
<laughs> Point being, I don't need a player back. Like I'm, I'm done. Yeah. I, if Pat, Pat Nisha gives you something, I can't stand this guy. Can't either. So um, I will always take young, young and innovative over older. Um, but I do wish they had a guy with more experience on the coaching staff. And maybe Chris Young's good at his job. I mean, he was with the Astros. They're bringing in a lot of Astros yeah. guys, which I will always take. I'm fine I'll, with I'll that. I'll take whatever smart guys from smart organizations you can get. Uh, and I'm glad they didn't just let him go to the Braves. I feel the same way. And the Braves were one of those teams that was interested in him. And that, that makes it even more of a reason that you feel like you needed to keep him. But I agree with you. It seems like, if nothing else, I, I do feel like Rick Cranitz kind of got done dirty a little bit here. Yep. It seems like he had a nice, nice season. And, and maybe Young was the reason behind all that. But... I don't think he was. I think it was both. I think Krannis was a part of it. That's my point, and I feel I feel bad for the guy. So uh, hopefully he lands on his feet somewhere. But either way, I'm with you on the young, smart people of it all. I yes. think uh, I think that's probably the right way to go. Fritz, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Yes, Fangraphs came out and wrote an article this week about Nick Pavetta and how he's a secret ace. And I am, <laughs> I am continually all in on Nick Pavetta. It's Jack being, Fritz's Fangraphs burner account. Ah, uh, he just. There's something beautiful about the Nick Giancarlo Pavetta. And if they, <laughs> if they move him this offseason, I will be absolutely heartbroken. If I have to bet on – if I have to choose one of Aaron Altair or Nick Pavetta, I will choose Nick Pavetta. Whoa. It's a big moment for me. This I is love, a big moment for everybody I, I right here. I love the guy. I love him. Wow. He may be a mental midget. I don't he, even know how to react to this. This is like uh, breaking news yeah. here. Well, what's so tough about Pavetta is that he reminds me a lot of a young Fritz. And we both, uh, we, we both pitch with the slightly same Slightly less energy. talented, though. Mm, well, some say. Um, <laughs> he's, we both compete out there on the mound, but we also have, uh, are very close to bur- blowing up at every single moment. I like it. Yeah. Also, rate and review the podcast. I was just about to say that. Rate and review the podcast. Do it for Jack. Maybe we can figure out another time to hear the guy sing, attempt to sing. Yeah, well, it, mm, I, <laughs> as, long, as long as my throat is not... Sore and the dogs aren't barking. Excuses. It's great stuff. All right. Um, my final thought is uh, go get Bryce Harper. I'm just going to make that my final thought until it happens. So go get Soon. Bryce Harper. It's all, we're three weeks away from the winter. We're getting games. close. It's going to be awesome. Fritz and I will be here through it all. And of course, ready. Uh, the emergency pod line is just always open, it's just waiting to be. Need it. So, uh, for Fritz, I'm Seltzer. We'll talk to you guys soon.